You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hey, and welcome to this week's podcast. I've got a bit of a different one for you today. It is based on business, but sometimes I like to go outside of business on this podcast and talk about real life because lots of things, whether you're a business owner or not, affect us on a day-to-day basis. And it's really nice to hear from people who help with those issues. And today I have one of those people on, Sarah Woodward. She is a divorce coach. She's been doing that for a couple of years now, and she helps people in all different aspects of going through a breakup. She's a qualified life and business coach. She's also narcissism trained, which I think is so important. So the first thing I want to kind of say, that the thing that always strikes me, obviously I'm all about making money online and how I'm often telling people that their knowledge is not common knowledge. They have a specialism and they might not even know the support that they can give people. And I think Sarah is a really good example of this because if you've been through something and you can help others go through that thing because you are a little more experienced than them because you've done it already, you can make an entire business around it. And that's for me, that's what passive income and recurring revenue is all about. And so when I heard that Sarah had been through a divorce and she has made an entire business and life out of this thing that happened to her. And you know, I always talk about people that have had adversity in their lives. You can use that adversity to fuel your success. Well, Sarah is an amazing example of somebody who has done that. So welcome, Sarah, to the podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. So tell me a bit about why you decided this was the path you were going to take. What were you doing before you were a divorce coach? So I actually trained as um, a chartered accountant. So I oh, trained, wow. so quite different. I trained with Price Waterhouse as they were then. Um, and then I worked in Sony for 15 years in financial controller roles. And I also set up their indirect procurement division. But the part that I loved about my job was always developing and coaching my teams yeah. um, and working with like the product managers and all the people within the company. It wasn't the finance itself. My colleagues in HR used to say to me, you, you know, you should have been in HR. You're such a people person. And I wanted to, I loved coaching and wanted to do it for quite a long time. And then Sony outsourced up all their back office functions. So I took redundancy. And yeah, it was an ideal opportunity with some money behind me to retrain as a business and life coach. Amazing. And it, was it while you were retraining that your own divorce happened? No, it was before that. So my own divorce is probably 15 years ago now. Tell us about that. How old were you? I was 35 at the time. Um, and I'd been with my husband since I was 19. So it was all my adult life. That's all I'd known, really. I was completely blindsided by it. I didn't see it coming at all. And also, I was never really given a reason. So it was really hard to come to terms with it and get the closure on it which I struggled with for years, actually. I just couldn't understand what had happened. Because then you give yourself reasons. When no one gives you a reason, you start giving yourself reasons. And inevitably, that's all about you as well, that you're not good enough. It's something you did or didn't do. 
um, and you start beating yourself up all the time and your confidence and your self-esteem really hits rock bottom. And it took you a while, didn't it, to get over this breakup? It did. I would say it took me four years easily to get over it. I mean, up to three years, I was still in tears every day. You know, I'd cry on the way to work in the car and all the way back. I knew some tools at that time to help myself, like exercise was a big thing that had a massive difference on how I felt. But I just didn't have the tools and techniques to help myself get out of it. I had loads of therapy. I was probably in therapy for a good four years, but they don't give you the tools to be able to help yourself. You just talk to them and they listen. And all I was doing was saying the same thing to them week after week, trying to make sense of what happened. And that just, it kept me stuck, really. I was just reconnecting with all those negative emotions every week. Um, And they weren't helping me to look forward about, you know, what could my future look like now? And the fact that it could still be amazing. And I think that's the biggest issue when you get divorced. I have been divorced twice. I'm on my third marriage now. And I think one of the biggest things of divorce is that you plan out, you, and even not divorce, even a breakup, mm. um, you plan your future in your head without even realising it with the person that you're with. And it's not just the person that disappears. It's the future that you have imagined with that person that disappears. Because then you, you know, when you don't know what you're striving for, or what your aim is, suddenly you can be lost at sea. Exactly. And that's a massive part of it. It's all the, the loss of your hopes and dreams, isn't it? Like you say, even without consciously planning it you still have your future planned in your head even down to things like where you want to go on holiday together you know where you want to live in future if you want a family and yeah. it's the loss of all those dreams as well I think divorce depending on how unamicable and amicable it is 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 like a death I certainly found with one of mine that it was like I, I'd go to do things like oh I need to tell him about that and then think well I, c- I can't do that anymore because we're not speaking to each other like he's in a different relationship or whatever and so it's like it felt like someone had died and that I couldn't grieve it because they were still out there you know people are affected by things in very different ways and my second divorce was nothing like that at all it was very amicable and it was fine but it you know if it hits you hard it has a knock-on effect of in everything you're doing and one of the things that I think it can have a real knock-on effect on and my first marriage certainly did this was finances because I wasn't in control of the finances. He was. And I hadn't thought about how I would be able to live without that. And actually, it was a massive driver for me to put myself then in a position where I could very comfortably always live completely on my own and have my own money. And I'm pretty sure that there's some money mindset issues of why my husband works for me now. And, you know, I am the controller of all of the cash because I was suddenly like, well, how am I going to live? And when people have that on top, they're already going through emotions with divorce. And then suddenly they have to think about like the finances and things like that as well. I think it can be really difficult. Definitely. I mean, you're, you're fine. Whether there's financial abuse or not. I mean, I see clients where, like you said, the husband has total control of the finances and they're just given a handout and it's not even regular. It's not every week, every Monday, they know they'll get the housekeeping or whatever. It's, it's literally depends on how the husband feels at that time. But for me, even though I was financially independent, and we still had our own separate bank accounts. I'd never been on my own financially. I'd always had my husband to fall back on if I needed to. So I found that really scary. Literally having, it, you know, it was, it's just you and you've got no one else to fall back on. And that, that was the first time in my life. And that was really, really daunting for me. 
Yeah, I can imagine. And so you then retrained as a life and business coach. And did you know right from the off that you were going to specialize in women going through divorce? No, I didn't. So I trained in, I think it's 2016. And then it was still really new in the UK. It's, um, and I didn't even know about it. It was, it's growing massively at the moment. But there was a few things that happened. My friend went through a divorce. And it made me realize again, that there was still no support other than therapy. I saw an advert in the Telegraph for a divorciage service in the US because divorce coaching is massive over there. And then I saw a Facebook ad for a divorce accreditation uh, training. So I'm an accredited divorce coach. And it just felt like these three things just all lined up. And as soon as I was aware it existed, it just felt that that was where I needed to be. It was just like my calling. Yeah. And you must love it now because you're helping all of those people. I do. Well, I always think when when I coached people, I don't really coach people in the same way as a proper coach. You know, I'm a consultant, but I can be very hard not to take on the emotions. I'm I'm a qualified life coach. And the only reason that I'm a qualified life coach, I didn't need to be a life coach. I wanted to be a business consultant. But I found that when helping people with their businesses, normally the problem with their business was nothing to do with their business. It was to do with their own life and yeah. mindset and the things that were happening to them, whether divorce or things from their past that were stopping them in business. And so I became qualified with Tony Robbins as a life coach to be able to help them through those kind of things. And when I was doing that, especially on a one-to-one basis, I found that I took on quite a lot of their emotions as an empath myself. And I found that really difficult to carry those emotions. I can imagine with divorce that you get a lot of emotion. How do you stop yourself from taking that on? It, it, it can be really difficult, actually. And one of my top strengths is actually empathy. So I really do take on, you know, the emotions of the people around me. So I try and after a session, distance myself for it. So I never book clients back to back. I'll always have, you know, some space where I can go out for a walk or sometimes I find just putting something on TV that's funny and makes you laugh out loud. It kind of just creates that distance between your session. But it, it I mean, it definitely plays on your mind. I had a client yesterday evening and I've been thinking about her today, you know, in terms of what I can do to help her. So yeah, it's making sure that you're really practicing self-care yeah, giving your, the, yourself the space that you need to. I probably don't see more than three or four clients a day. Max yeah, I can, well. I can understand why you wouldn't. Like if you have somebody that comes to you, they're going through a divorce or they're going through a breakup. What are the tools that can help them to get because they know they're going to have to move forward. Yeah. But it's about the speed in which you move forward and to be able to get your life back on some kind of track again. So how do you help with that? So if if they're like in the early stages and they're suffering from things like heartbreak, which is really common, it's just giving them some really easy tools and techniques that they can use themselves to help them cope with their emotions. So it might be things like one of the things that really works well is gratitude every day. Um, And after three weeks, like scientific studies have been shown that that has a massive effect on your mental health. So it's trying to get them in a bit of a routine. It's advising them to stop talking about what's happened and I know every time my friends must have been sick of me every time I saw them I was just going over and over you know what had happened but your brain doesn't know the difference between what's happening now and what's in the past so every time you talk about it again it reconnects with all those negative emotions and it thinks you're going through it again so it's it's kind of educating them in terms of you know what to do and what not to do and then it's things like you know being able to change your mood really quickly things like putting on some really 
high vibe music and maybe having to dance around, doing things like star jumps, getting out for a walk in nature. So it's given, so giving them things like they've got a toolkit that they can turn to when they know their mood starts to plummet and to try and shift that. Yeah. And I think it's important, especially for not just women, men and women in business. I've seen how it affects people's businesses when they go through a divorce. Like they could have a thriving business. And by the time they have got themselves back on track, their business is gone because they can't do the things that they could do before through no fault of their own. They have to go through this grieving process. And it's so sad to watch that not only is their relationship then gone, but their entire business is, is gone, which they've spent years building up. And it, it, you know, the, the reason that I think I really want people to, to get out of this quicker and to move on quicker is so that the rest of their life doesn't fall apart because of it. Exactly. Life's too short, isn't it? And for me, even though I didn't have my business at the time, my career definitely suffered because at the time I had a role where I had about 25 people reporting into me and I just didn't have the emotional capacity to cope with that. So I had to go into another role. I mean, I chose to do that, but it definitely impacted on my career massively. Yeah, it will. And it and it doesn't necessarily the other person, which I always think is a bit unfair. <laughs> Do you help people who are going through divorce when they've started the divorce? I do. Because okay. even, even though you started the divorce, there will have been issues that you need to deal with yourself that were there. But you're still going through the grieving process. You know, even though it may be what you wanted, you still are grieving the end of your relationship, your future, your family unit, you know, as you'd imagined it and dreamt about. So there's lots of things that you're still grieving. And, you know, they might be coping with the guilt of ending their relationship. I was thinking about the guilt because there's always guilt there when you're the person that's ended the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. How are you with your ex-husband now? Do you talk to him? Yeah, we are amicable. Yeah. And it was always amicable sort of the contact is restricted (laughs) (laughs) and we didn't have any children. So there was no, you know, no need for us to keep in touch. That's always much more difficult when you've got to cope with co-parenting with the children. You've got no choice, but to have contact with them. It's really hard. I do that now (laughs) and it can be really difficult. So with all of the things that you do, what still drives you to keep going? Because this isn't an easy job that you've given so what drives you to continue doing it I think there's a couple of things I I know hands on heart without a doubt if I'd had a divorce coach when I was going through mine I would have got through it so much quicker and I wouldn't have wasted years of my life and I you know I look back and I really really regret that and for me just being able to help people get through their divorce and for them to realize that that you know it's even possible to be happier and stronger than ever before after their divorce and it's a chance to reassess your life and actually stand back and think about okay what's really important to me what do I do I want in life it's almost it is a new chapter of your life and to see people come through it it's just so rewarding yeah and you're happier now you've got this amazing life you've got this amazing business that you wouldn't have had yeah. without all of these experiences happening to us I think sometimes and it's only when we get there that we look back and we realize that everything that's happened to us has brought us to that moment and that we wouldn't be in that position if it wasn't for those what at the time were really hard things and that's why I really believe in you know when you go through adversity it can be really hard to see out the other side but knowing that that adversity whatever it is you're going through is going to be the first sentence of your TEDx 
mm. on the first sentence of your book can really help you to move through things and realize that this isn't how you're going to feel forever. One of my favorite um, quotes is this too shall pass. Yeah. And whenever I'm feeling like, God, you know, this is really difficult to deal with. I always think, well, this, this will pass too. Everything, every hardship I've ever had in my life has passed at some point. And I've looked back and gone, I see now why that had to happen. Um, but we often can't see it when we're in it. And you're a positive psychologist as well, aren't you? And you're narcissism informed. With narcissistic behavior, what does that add to the stages that you have to go through when you're going through divorce? It's much more difficult to divorce someone who has narcissistic tendencies because how they behave in the marriage is how they're going to behave in the divorce and they're not going to make it easy for you. They try and annihilate you. So it's, it's, it's a whole other level on top of what you go through on divorce anyway. You know, the abuse can still continue um, and it's a lot of game playing as well. So it's about standing back trying to dissociate yourself with their behavior and and working out what game they're playing so that you can almost take the emotion out of it you can you know almost look down on down on what's happening and and think oh, okay I can see what they're playing at and dissociate yourself from it so it's much more difficult and also you know a lot of narcissists can be really charming as well though especially at the beginning and they can put on the charm with the solicitor and the judge and when you're going through a divorce as well, it's quite often difficult to prove that type of abuse as well, because it's, you know, most other people don't see it and it can be really subtle as well. Yeah, how difficult. So if there is somebody out there right now and they are right smack bang in the middle of the trauma of going through a divorce, what's the one tip that you would give them? I think what I'd like to say to them is, it really won't feel like it at the moment, but you will get through it. Yeah. And it's kind of to dig, dig deep, take each day at a time. Sometimes it's not even a day, it's each hour at a time because at the beginning when you're going through the heartbreak, it is literally as much as you can do to get through a day. Um, you know, just to get out, get yourself out of bed, be able to get yourself into work. I mean, I even really struggled with that. So I think it's to be kind to yourself and know that you will get through it and to take each day at a time. And know that other people have been through it. Like yeah. you're not the first person to go through it. And I think that really helped me, like knowing that I knew people that had got through it and were happier after. Mm. And so I'd seek out that evidence mm. that people were happier after. And that would always like make me feel a little bit better that I could get there yeah. too. And if someone needs some support right now from you, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Um, probably through Instagram. So I'm on, uh, on a Sarah Woodward divorce coach. Sarah Woodward divorce coach. So go and find Sarah on Instagram if this is something that you need, or if there's somebody around you that could do with help with this, then, um, you know, she does have some stuff on there for free that you can go and have a look at as well that will help you. Thank you for being here, Sarah. It's been really interesting to talk about this subject, one that I've been through twice um, and lots and lots of my friends go through. And it's so nice to know that there are people out there like you who can support through this and know the stages that people go through and what they will need as they're going through it. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, guys. And I will be back next week with a new podcast and I will see you then. Have a good day, whatever it is you're doing. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.